You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Bulls fans to another episode of the Sports Ethos Chicago Bulls coverage show. I'm your host, Keith Cork, and I am here with my buddy and co-host, Trey Hill. Uh, a little bit under the weather, so I apologize in advance if uh, <clears throat> my voice breaks up a little bit or I'm clearing my throat, but uh, I should be able to make it through this, Trey. I'm excited, though, man. We are going to be doing some mid-season grades for our Chicago Bulls, which we've been meaning to do for a few weeks now. But this is a perfect opportunity to do, opportunity to do it, man. Obviously, you've got a break in the action. Uh, no, no injuries, hopefully, happening for the Bulls. So we know uh, we know what's going on, and um, you know I'm excited, man. We're going to talk about just what's happened so far this year. Uh, how, how are you feeling today? Oh, I'm excited to be doing this. The Bulls are they're tied for first. They're, they're listed as second because of the tiebreaker. But I would have never guessed that the Bulls were going to be tied for first. So the idea of getting to grade a team that's doing that well and that has yeah. exceeded expectations so much. That, that's something to look forward to. Yeah. I tried to take some, you know, if anyone's a teacher out there, you guys know it's uh, usually like a bell curve and most people end up in, in the C area. So I do have, uh, I actually have my totals here, Trey. I've got four A's, three B's, seven C's, three D's and zero F. So uh, definitely skewed more towards the top end, but I mean, they're like you said, second, in the conference, tied for first, uh, basically first in the conference. So uh, I have no problem giving them a few higher grades, and I don't I don't feel too much like a homer there. Um, so I, I don't know how you. Oh, I'm even worse looks. than you. I don't yeah. I don't have a D in sight. <laughs> well, there you go. Okay, well we're gonna talk about that. So I'm excited, man. Um, but yeah, we're gonna go in reverse order here by minutes played, total minutes played for the Chicago Bulls this season. So uh, I, I told Trey we're going to play a little game here. I'm going to go one by one and see if he can guess who the person is. I'll tell you the minutes played, Trey, and you can tell me if you uh, know who the player might be uh, for the Chicago Bulls. And uh, so that'll be exciting. But, guys, Sports Ethos, please take a moment to follow at Ethos Fantasy BK on Twitter, the single most dominant basketball and fantasy news feed on earth. Get all your NBA news in one handy Twitter feed. It's faster than the competition and provides more analysis, too. Again, that's at Ethos Fantasy BK on Twitter. Go follow it right now. Just just go do it. Get on Twitter. Follow that. Follow me. Also, BSBP Keith. Follow Trey. Uh, final, finally. Uh, that's our, our Twitter handles there. Obviously, you need the at sign first, but uh, just just go do it. At Ethos Bulls also is, is the show. So uh, let's get all that good stuff out of the way. But uh, go, go, go follow Twitter now. Pause the show. Go follow. Come back. Let's give some grades, Trey. So first on our list here, 
Uh, we've got a guy who played 35 minutes so far this season for the Chicago Bulls. Only 35 minutes in total. Uh, do you have any guesses as to who that is? That's got to be Marco. Marco Simanovic is correct. Ding, 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 ding. He's right. Um, so Marco Simanovic, here's what I did, Trey. I actually went through, uh, I had each of the playoff teams open, Western Conference and Eastern Conference, and I tried to give some player comps here, uh, you know, compared to other players in the same position. So uh, here's my list of, of four players, and, and uh, I'll do this for everyone, so just tell me what you think about them. So basically other players that are in on a playoff team that are in the same position as Marco, I have Haywood Highsmith, I have uh, Charles Bassey, Killian Tilly, and Santi Aldama. And if you said who the heck is that to maybe two or three of those guys, then you're not you're not alone. There are some uh, th these are really deep league guys uh, that uh, you don't talk about too often, Trey. But that's what Marco is, right? He's just end of the bench kind of emergency depth, right? I mean, not even that, because yeah. <laughs> when the Bulls needed the emergency depth, he was nowhere to be found. He was stuck down in the G League. True. I gave him – he got my lowest grade. He got a C-. minus. Mm -hmm. uh, not being able to get in the rotation, being as shorthanded as the Bulls have been, I think that's a little bit of a red flag for him. But he has at least shown talents down in the G League. He's had quite a few games where he's been, been able to put up you know, big numbers. Mm -hmm. So he hasn't been a complete bust down there. But to me, the fact that this team has been so injured has been in such need for, for size that the fact that Tristan Thompson is something we're going to be celebrating later, that that's a sign that Marco's not quite ready yet. And he is 22 years old. He's not coming in, you know, as an 18, 19-year-old rookie. So it's it's a little disappointing that he hasn't been able to get out there a little more. Yeah, inability to 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 see the floor is what has me giving him a D plus, Trey. Uh, so I'm a little bit lower on him than you are. Uh, I I just I haven't been impressed in what I have seen when he's been on the floor. Obviously, it's been you know garbage time. Uh, I think he's gotten a technical foul in the in the 35 minutes he's played uh, for the Bulls. So that's not that's that's also a red flag for me. I don't I don't enjoy that at all uh, for a guy that's just you know itching to play and get gets to get on the floor, but. Um, I couldn't give him an F or, or a D or a D minus even because, you, like you said, he's killing it with the, with the Windy City Bulls. 16.2 points per game, 9.9 .9 rebounds per game, 2.1 assists per game, uh, 0.7 blocks per game, 55, 32, 72 shooting splits. And that's in 2.3 uh, three-point attempts per game, Trey. So um, shooting it, I wouldn't say lights out, but those are nice numbers for uh, for him there. And, you know, obviously G League doesn't always translate to the NBA, but – um, there's got to be a little bit of promise and a little bit of, uh, you know, hope that there's a potential there in Marco. And I liked what I saw out of him in the summer league also, but, uh, but yeah, him not being able to play, uh, just really knocked him down for me. So I, he did get one of my three D's, uh, here, but, uh, it, it's a D plus it, borderline C minus. I could, I could understand the C minus there. So, uh, but let's move on. Let's move on to more, more uh, interesting people. The next guy I have here on the list has played 125 minutes with the big club. Who do you think that might be? Is that one Patrick Williams? That is Patrick Williams. Obviously, just five games a season. How would you grade Mr. Patrick Williams this season so far, Trey? I gave him a B plus. I thought he only got to play five games, but we, we saw it also with Vooch. It took these guys that aren't Damar and Zach a little time to find their roles, and Patrick just wasn't given time to do that. But even in the time that he was given, I looked up the numbers. He ranked in the 87th percentile in his role in passing efficiency. So he was making excellent passes, getting guys quality open looks. He was contesting like set over seven shots a game at the rim. That was in the 84th percentile. So he was challenging guys at the rim. 
and so the the defense of field their their expected field goal percentage was uh 10% less when Patrick Williams was on the floor that was the 93rd percentile so when he was challenging shots at the rim he was really having an effect and he was challenging lots of shots at the rim so on top of that perimeter defense that we liked from him he was also very effective inside the arc and then on offense again he only had 5 games but he was able to knock down half his three point shots yeah. you know he he was able to draw fouls, I think, or he was not, he wasn't able to draw fouls. He wasn't fouling on defense. He only, yeah, it was the 75th percentile on, he only got fouls on 3% of the play. So I think everything we want from Patrick Williams, he was doing. And if he would have had time to blossom, like we've seen Kobe White do, like we've seen Io blossom, like we've seen all these guys in this system, once the system kind of worked itself out after those first few games, I think we just the season got sh- cut short for him. So I gave him a B plus because I think the potential is there. Yeah, I think he really he, he I mean we've talked about him you know, ad nauseum on this show uh, on this pod and you can go back and listen to that anytime you guys want to go listen to the uh, call us Patrick Williams stands if you must episode if you want to hear our Patrick Williams love. Um, I love him. I, I think he's the key that unlocks all the potential for the Bulls. I'm right there with you, Trey. Uh, I gave him a C minus. Um, I'm I'm being less of a Stan uh, and trying to be a little bit more, uh, I don't know. I think a lot of people are down on him and I think it's justified on the offensive end. Like you said, a small sample size, but five games, but 57, 50, 100 shooting splits. Um, you know, uh, he, that's, that's exactly what we need from Patrick Williams. You don't need him to shoot a high volume. He had 4.6 field goal attempts per game. Uh, obviously the bulls were four and one in those five games with Patrick Williams, but they were a top five offense and a top five defense. Uh, at different points in the season, top, top five decent defense with Patrick Williams. I think that's really the key for me for Patrick Williams. And, and I love all those numbers you pulled there, Trey. I didn't have uh, quite as, as advanced numbers there, but um, but just the eye test, you know, you you see him out there um, and you see how the Bulls rotate and are able to um, guard everybody. I mean, they, they could they could guard anybody in this league when they have a full squad of Lonzo Ball, Alex Crusoe, Patrick Williams, all all in that, you know, mix with DeMar DeRozan and, and Zach and, and, and Vooch. So uh, I'm right there with you, man. Um, I think, you know, the potential is there. I, I think it's a little bit of an incomplete. To, Go ahead. To back up your point, uh, when it, the when you look at how his offensive play types are broken down, f- over half of his shots come from a spot up. So while that is an excellent shot for him, he is in the 98th percentile at those. I, I agree with you. I do think I'd like to see him in more actions, like whether it's cutting and transition, um, maybe some pick and roll, whether it's being the guy setting the pick or the guy with the ball in his hands. I think he can do both. So yeah. I do. I would like to see his offensive game kind of diversify. I'm just I'm being the uh, the optimistic guy today, and I'm thinking <laughs> that would have came after the offense kind of got into its flow. Well, he should make it back for the last 10 games or so of the season. We're hoping. We're, we're, we're really hoping because I think, again, this is the guy that unlocks all the potential for the Bulls. And hopefully, um, you know, at, when we do our end of the season grades here, Trey, I can bump him up to a B uh, or even better. I mean, you know, hey, if he shows out in the playoffs, uh, I have no problem giving him an A uh, because I think, you know, he, he did fill that role that we needed absolutely beautifully. Here's my player comps, Trey. Tell me what you think about these. Uh, other Again, these are other playoff teams. Uh, Matisse Thibel, uh, Isaac Okoro. Mikhail Bridges and Dorian Finney-Smith. You think those are good comps, sir? You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. 
Well, anyways, I was calling Kern because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, <laughs> I could really use Current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. The first two, I think Patrick Williams is a better shooter than either of them, but I really like the Mikhail Bridges comp. I think he's a, a bigger version, almost uh, um, like Miles Bridges in Charlotte in terms of on the defensive end, kind of that that bigger four. But I, I like those comps. I That's what we need from him. We need him to be the lockdown defender on the team. We need him to be the guy that steps up and guards the bigger guys because – Ideally, we'll have Lonzo back. You know, we'll have Caruso to be able to throw at the guards that are out there, you know, the really, you know, smaller guys. But when we have a, a bigger guy that needs real defensive pressure, we, we don't have anyone to apply that pressure right now. And that's what he'll bring when he comes back, ideally. If he can land somewhere between DFS, Dorian Finney-Smith, and Mikael Bridges, I'll be absolutely ecstatic because that's exactly what the Bulls need. Uh, if he ends up being more of an Isaac Okoro or a Matisse Thibel, uh Fine, you know, not not the worst thing in the world, but uh, not something. It, it'd be a little bit of a disappointment, I think. So, all right, moving on. Next person on our list here has played 150 minutes and 13 games for the Big Ball Club. Do you know who that is, Trey? Is it Alfonso McKinney? No, negative. It is Mr. <sighs> Malcolm Hill. Uh, yeah, yeah, you had him. Close, 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 close. Uh, yeah, so Malcolm Hill is our next guy here. Uh, Trey, I gave him a B plus. Um, and again, this is just, I'm giving these grades, you know, I'm not giving it. So when we conceptualize this thing, it's not like I'm saying he's a B plus player all around. I'm giving them grades based on what we're expecting from them based on their role with the team. Malcolm Hill, uh, mid season acquisition for the bulls, obviously, you know, an emergency contract that we signed to fill a space. I think he's performed super well, Trey. 
uh, from what we've asked him to do, we've asked him to basically step into that starting role a few times and, and to play minutes uh, when he really should just be a, a guy at the end of the bench. I think he's just done fantastic. I love what I've seen out of him on the defensive end. Here's some player comps I have for him. I have Josh Green in Dallas, uh, Devon Reed in in, in Denver at the Nuggets, uh, Den, Daniel House Jr. for the Utah Jazz, and Charles Br- Charlie Brown Jr. for the Philadelphia 76ers. So those are my kind of my, my comps there. Um, just based on their role and what they are supposed to provide to the team. And again, those some of those guys are probably like, who the heck is this guy? There's a Charlie Brown in the league? Good grief. Uh, yeah, there is. <laughs> and he does play sometimes. Uh, so that's what Malcolm Health should be, but he's been asked to have a bigger role, especially recently, Trey. Uh, and I think he's done well. What about you? I gave him a C plus. Uh, <clears throat> exactly like you said, it, he's came in and exceeded expectations of what, what we thought. But anytime he's on the court, I'm I'm anxious for him to get off of the court. It's not he's not someone that even though he has played above his head, you know, I don't think that he's a guy that I've I've wanted out there. So he while he's been better than expectations, I only gave him a C plus just because again, when I'm watching the games, it's that eye test, it's that feel and and when he's out there, you're just wishing the other guys were out there. <laughs> and that's fair. That's fair. Um the one thing I will say about him, you know, I think he's got a lot of tenacity, and I love that he, you know, stands in and takes charges. I love that he gets on loose balls. So I, I, I love his activity out there. Uh, and Trey, he's putting up 45, 36, 70 shooting splits on top of all that, which is nothing to sneeze at for a guy that's just an end of the bench guy. I think, uh, again, I'm comparing him to other end of the bench guys. I gave you my list of people I'm comparing him to. Uh, out of all those guys, uh, you know, I think I might, I might rather have Malcolm Hill. Uh, maybe I'd like Daniel Haas Jr. a little bit more, so maybe I bump him down. But uh, yeah, that's why I gave him a B plus. Um, but I can see the C plus there, and I understand what you're saying that he doesn't bring a whole lot, um, but he's providing a spark every time he gets on the on the floor, man. So uh, I, I'm all about him. So, um, but we'll move on here to our next fella, and I think this guy might be on a two way. That might be one of the reasons I have 17 players on my list here. But uh, anyways, 196 minutes with the big ball club, uh, 19 games played. Do you know that player, Trey, on the Chicago Bulls? Well, is that one McKinney? It is not. It is Tyler Man. Cook. It is Tyler Cook. Tyler Cook is our next guy here. Uh, give me give me your thoughts here on Mr. Tyler Cook while I go blow my nose, Mr. Trey. <laughs> Tyler Cook, the, the first few games we saw him come in, I I got really excited about what he was able to bring and kind of that, that small ball five role after Derek Jones Jr. went out. But it's just been – it kind of petered out. It's been disappointing kind of when he comes in. I, I understand the minutes he gets are needed minutes because Vooch obviously can't play the whole game, and I've, I've always said less is more, and Tony Bradley hasn't exactly been lighting it up. But I gave Cook a C- minus because, again, when he's out there, when he makes a good play, obviously I get excited, and it's like, oh, yeah, he can do that. But more often than not, I'm just counting the seconds until they can get him off the court. Yeah, um, I gave him a C. I mean, same as you. It's just not, he's nothing special. Um, he does his role just fine. I don't have any issues with him playing. Again, this is just a uh, hasn't played a whole lot with the big ball club. It's just he, he's just a guy that's there uh, for when we're down bodies, and, and he's done just fine. He's a minus point eight. 8.7, minus 8.7 uh, overall when he's on the court. Uh, but here's why that's misleading. I mean, who else is he playing with? You know, he, this is why single game plus minus and single player even plus minus sometimes is just misleading. He's he's usually playing with the second unit. He's usually playing when we're down. Uh, you know, we've been down Lonzo Ball. We've been down Alex Caruso. We've been down all, all these bodies, five or six injured players. So uh, the fact that he's a, mi- a, plus, a minus and a plus minus isn't really a huge deal. 
But, uh, you know, that, that's about what I expect. A minus 8.7, that sounds about right to me. And just been asked to play a bit of, out of his comfort zone, which, you know, he's not going to have to do now that we have Tristan Thompson. I know you brought that up, Trey, and, and I'm excited to have Tristan Thompson, but he's probably not going to see the floor, wouldn't you think? Yeah, I don't expect Tyler Cook, especially with between Tristan Thompson and Derek Jones Jr. I think when Billy Donovan wants to go with a small ball five, I think he's just going to lean into the Derek Jones Jr. role instead of the Cook role. So I think the Tristan Thompson signing kind of closes the book on Cook's time as a, a regular Bulls contributor this year. Yeah, and and that's probably a good thing. Uh, he's listed as six eight. Tyler Cook is so a six eight center. Um, I mean, uh, you know, if, you, if you're Chuck Hayes, maybe, but uh, it, it's just not not a good look. I, I, not a guy I want to have uh, on the floor a whole lot. So uh, I agree with you there, uh, Trey. I did give him a C, though, because I thought he, I thought he did fine. I mean, CC minus, you're kind of splitting hairs there a little bit. Here's my player comps for him. I, I always give it to him, even though I think uh, it's kind of. Uh, anyways, here's my player comps. Ish Wainwright over there in Phoenix. Ed Davis with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Sandro Mamuk. <laughs> oh gosh, Sandro over at Milwaukee, for the Bucks, and Eric Pascal for the Utah Jazz. Those are kind of my player comps for Tyler Cook. Um, some of those guys are taller than him, uh, but that's the position he plays. He plays basically third string or, or small ball center, I guess. Um, yeah, I, 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 there's not really a great uh, comp for him. I think it's great that he's not going to be in the rotation very much any longer. And I think he's on a two-way tray, if I'm not mistaken. Is that is that correct? Do you know off the top of your head? I do not. I'm not sure. Okay, I think he is. I'm pretty sure he is. Uh, anyways, we'll move on. Next guy on our list here, 206 minutes with the big ball. This is McKinney, right? This it's got to be McKinney. Yes, this is McKinney. Yes. Okay. Alfonso McKinney, you got him. Your boy. Go ahead and uh, break down Alfonso McKinney for me. What grade did you give him? I Again, I gave him a C. I thought he was uh, – you with Cook, basically. I thought when he was out there, he was perfectly average. And – Ideally, we we don't see him getting a lot of minutes unless it's junk time. So, I don't have a lot of thoughts on on him. He was he was fine. You know, he's it's not like he's young. He's 29 years old. He's exactly what he had to come in and do. He was an injury replacement, and he filled his role perfectly well. Uh, I'm not gonna give you player comps. It's just a lot of the same guys I gave for for Malcolm Hill. I prefer Malcolm Hill though. So I actually gave Alfonso McKinney a D. Uh, I, I would rather him not see the floor. I'd rather have Malcolm Hill in there. And that's what Billy Donovan's done also is, is uh, we've seen Alfonso McKinney kind of take a back seat and, and lose his, his role, uh, whatever it was, to to Malcolm Hill, which I'm fine with. Um, I, I think he played well at the start, Trey, before he had that contract. But once he hit that contract, hit, uh, just hasn't been playing that well, man. He, um, the four-game stretch where he came with the Bulls and he was playing for a contract, he averaged 20.4 minutes per game, uh, two starts. He had 30, 10, 20. Wait, I can't be right. 30, 10, 25. Wait a minute. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. His initial three game stretch before he before the contract was 25.1 minutes per game, 45-50-0 shooting splits. Yes, he missed all his free throws. Uh, 0.7 blocks per game, 0.3 steals per game. And then his four game stretch after that, after he signed that contract, he averaged 20.4 minutes per game in two starts. Uh, 30, 10, and 25 shooting splits. Oh, my gosh, that's terrible. 6.8 field goal attempts, too, so he's not, it's not like he's taking a low volume of shots. And only 3.5 rebounds per game out of the uh, basically the four spot where he's been playing, Trey. So I uh, have not been impressed with Alfonso McKinney ever since he got that contract. Um, 
probably has had more opportunity than the other guys like Malcolm Hill or even Alaysia Johnson when he was here. So I feel like he had a lot of opportunity. He just didn't do a whole lot with it. So that's why I gave him a D. Um, if you want to give him a C and, and say that's fine. I mean, you know, we're kind of splitting hairs here at this point because uh, these guys ideally would not be playing any minutes for the Chicago Bulls. So we can probably comfortably move on. <laughs> so uh, here's the next guy, though. Now we're jumping from 206 minutes for Alfonso McKinney to a guy that's played 448 minutes, so twice as many minutes, a little bit over, 35 games. Uh, who's that bull? Is this Matt Thomas? That is Matt Thomas. That's right. Nice. He's going to be a polarizing figure here. I'll start. I'll start, my friend, since uh, since I've made you start quite a few times here. I gave Matt Thomas a C, and um, here's my player comps. I, I got Max Drews over in Miami, uh, John Conchar in, in Memphis, and I've got Bryn Forbes in Denver. Uh, those are my three guys I kind of comp him to. Uh, I think I'd probably take mm, two out of three of those guys above Matt Thomas. Uh, I don't know about uh, John Contra. Maybe maybe all three I would take over Matt Thomas. Uh, and I'm, I, I understand that people are out there. He's everybody's whipping boy right now on Bulls Twitter, right? Uh, everyone just wants to hate on him, especially my my good buddy friend that I bring up every show, Marquet. Uh, just for some reason, this guy's averaging 3.6 field goal attempts per game and people want to rip into him. Before I get into this and, and the reason why I gave him a C, why don't you tell me your your grade, Trey, and we'll we'll talk about it. I also gave him a C, and what okay. I so my again I'll come in with some advanced stats. So 52% of his shots are spot up shots, you know those just catch and shoot opportunities. Of those shots, 63% of them are unguarded. So those are the perfect shots for him. Right. But so when he gets to shoot a spot up shot, he scores 1.2 points per possession. That's in the 90th percentile for his position for spot up shooting. He he is an excellent spot up shooter. And I feel like teams have adjusted to that and they run him off the line frequently. So teams have been forcing Matt Thomas into taking shots that just aren't ideal for him because he is so talented whenever he is able to just catch and shoot. He's going to miss quite a few and a, a lot like Vucevic, whenever you you miss a lot or you miss the few opportunities you have just, you know, cause the numbers say you're going to miss more than you're going to make. Sometimes people remember those and it's, he's not a plus defender. So it's not like he's adding value on that end, but I gave him a C because he's came in and done exactly what we asked of him. You know, we want you to come in and be a spot up shooter when you're open, shoot it and knock it down. That's what he's done. Yeah, um, he's kind of a unique guy, and, and my player comps aren't great because um, the Bulls have a specific problem in that they have a spacing problem. Uh, you got DeMar DeRozan with so much usage. You've got Vucevic down there. Um, it's just you've got a spacing problem. That's why uh, you know Billy people are asking on Twitter, why are they playing this guy, Matt Thomas? Why is he playing? Because he brings to the table exactly what Trey's talking about, um, a spot-up shooter that can space the floor, which is absolutely what the Bulls need. That's why he's playing over other guys. Uh, and like Trey said, you know, he's, he's fantastic at spotting up and shooting it. He was um, shooting 38% from three, which is only 2% beneath his career mark. Uh, shooting just fine, pretty much average. Third high, That's the third highest of five seasons, uh, a mark from three there. He's a plus 1.8 and a plus minus in one season when he's on the court So in the season. So, uh, again, uh, green assault with that stat, but uh, he's a plus, and, you're plus, and you're, all you guys are heralding this plus minus uh, you know, stat like it's like it's God. So there you go. He's a plus, plus 1.8. Uh, he only appears in one lineup among the top 20 lineups for the Bulls this season, Trey. And this is where plus minus gets interesting because you look at plus minus with, with five – player lineups he's only in one of the top 20 lineups it's with troy brown jr 
Tyler Cook, oh, in, in terms of minutes played, I'm sorry. So the top 20 lineups for the Bulls in, in terms of minutes played, he's in one lineup. Troy Brown Jr., Tyler Cook, Mar DeRozan, Kobe White, and Matt Thomas. Guess what that plus minus is? Any any idea what the plus minus is for that lineup? Minus seven? Plus 22.7. Nice! <laughs> And that's in uh, – oh, gosh, I didn't I didn't mark down how many minutes it was. It was quite a few minutes, though. Um, anyways, that's actually the third highest of all plus minus in all of the Bulls lineups, and it's a shade – oh, a shade under 40 minutes played together. So, uh, and, you know, that's, that's a, a good amount. And also it's the third highest in three-point percentage uh, for the Bulls among their top 20 lineups in terms of minutes played. The top uh, lineup for three-point percentage is actually Lonzo Ball, Troy Brown – uh, Tony Bradley, Alex Crusoe, DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine. That's the highest one for third for three-point percentage. But I just find that interesting, Trey. I just think, he, you know, again, this guy brings exactly what the Bulls need, which is a spot-up shooter, a, a floor spacer. Um, he's shooting it fine. He's shooting it average. And like you said, teams are adjusting. They're running him off the line. But what you don't understand is when he doesn't have the ball in his hands, what's he doing to create space for other players? And and that's why I, Billy Donovan's playing him. So, again, I give him a C. Uh, I think everyone on Twitter needs to relax a little bit and stop making him the whipping boy. He's not the best player in the world. I'm not claiming he is. He brings what he brings, and and that's just fine. So. They, they needed someone to blame because Vucevic has stepped up. <laughs> that's true. We need someone to hate on. So uh, I, I guess that's what we do on Twitter, which uh, that makes sense. Okay. 500 minutes played for this next guy. 45 games, seven starts. Who do you think it is? Is this one Derek Jones Jr.? No, it is not. It is Tony, Mr. Bradley. Tony, Mr. Tony Bradley. Uh, <clears throat> Tony Bradley. Um, go ahead. I'll let you start. I think I started the last one. So go ahead. Tell me, tell me your thoughts on Tony Bradley. He was another C minus. If I told myself going into it, I wasn't giving anything lower than a C minus because the team had just exceeded such such expectations. I thought everyone had played at least basically average or up to, but there's a reason the bulls signed Tristan Thompson. And there's a reason so many bulls fans are excited about this. It's because Vucevic needs to have a reliable backup because his usage is so high. We ask him to do so much that we don't want him out there, you know, for 36, 38 minutes come playoff time, because we just can't afford to not have him on the floor. And Bradley just wasn't able to come through with his opportunities. It's disappointing, but, you know, it is what it is. I just, good luck uh, going forward. He is an excellent rebounder on free throws, though. I did note that. He gets 88, he's in the 88th percentile in rebounding uh, other teams, or rebounding our missed free throws. He gets, if he's on the floor, if they shoot 100 free throws, he's going to re- – if we miss 100 free throws, he's going to rebound 10 of them, which I think that's a skill. So maybe, you know, come playoff time, that might be something to throw him in there for. But other than that, I don't see anything he's going to be able to add as a positive. Uh, yeah. I, um, in, in, you know, I said I gave three, uh, I gave out three Ds, and, and this is one of them, obviously. I gave him a D-. minus. Um, I, can't, I can't bring myself to give everyone an F unless they're actively hurting the team, which, you know, it's just – he's not – He's almost, he borders Trey on almost actually. He was at the beginning of the season actively hurting the team when he was out there because just, just bad hand. Like, he couldn't catch a pass. Defense was atrocious. His positioning and, and rim protection was just, just awful. Um, you know, if you're, if you want to use plus minus, he's a plus 8.1 when he's on the court this season, plus 8.1, even better than Matt Thomas. So, uh, if that's what you're all into, uh, there you go. 
Um, but again, that's misleading. Uh, but he's played better of late. Otherwise, you know, I might have I might have given him enough, Trey. But he's played better as of late, so uh, I'm not gonna really crap on the guy. He he got his opportunity. He played as hard as he could. Obviously, he gave his effort, his full effort, uh, every night. And uh, you know, I, I love the way he's blocking shots recently. I love the way he's grabbing boards. Um, but it shouldn't take long for for him to be supplanted by Tristan Thompson, which I think is going to be happening game one out of All Star break. To be honest with you, because Tony Bradley's basically been in and out of the rotation recently, and it hasn't even really been matchup based. It's been just basically whenever Billy decides to play him. I, I don't really understand the rhyme or reason there, because we'll play bigger teams and, and we won't play. We'll we'll go small ball center or something. So um, I don't even know what his role really is on the team right now. I don't I don't think he has a firm one. I think we were just kind of biding our time until we got a big man on, on the uh, buyout market, which uh, should be Tristan Thompson. It hasn't been officially announced yet, but uh, obviously Rick Carlisle uh, let the cat out of the bag there. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm just, I haven't been impressed with Tony Bradley. I, I was into him in the off season when we, we signed him and I was like, good, give this kid opportunity. He had some good minutes in Philadelphia uh, when Joel Embiid was out, but it just hasn't been there, man. So I gave him a D minus um, C minus. That's fine. I, I don't have a problem with that. So we're pretty much in step there. Yeah, we both gave him the lowest possible grade we were willing to give out. Yeah. Uh, okay, so next guy here has 595 minutes played, 34 games, eight starts. Is that one Derek Jones Jr.? That is DJJ, Derek nice. Jones Jr. Um, let me give you my thoughts on Derek Jones Jr. I gave him a C plus. Oh, I don't think I gave my player comps for uh, Tony Bradley, which is Dwayne Dedman, uh, Charles Bassey, uh, Serge Ibaka, Brandon Clark. So um, those are the backup centers on other playoff teams. Obviously, I would take all those guys over Tony Bradley. Uh, player player comps for Derek Jones Jr. I've got Otto Porter Jr. I've got Zeke Naji, and I've got Grant Williams. I think my favorite is probably Grant Williams because he's the small ball center over there, uh, the backup center for the, uh, for the uh, uh, Boston Celtics. Um, I gave Derek Jones Jr. a C+. Plus. I think he's been a really worthy fill-in for, uh, for Patrick Williams and for Javante Green. Um, the one thing that he's brought, and, and I would have given him a C because I think he's done what I expected him to do is to, in terms of like attacking the basket on dunks and, and you know, pick and rolls and, and just getting to the basket to get easy baskets. Uh, and his defense has been stellar, uh, which I, I expected. He's just got so much length uh, and so much athleticism. But the one thing he's brought that gave him a C plus as opposed to a C for me is that he's shooting 40% from three this season, Trey, which is uh, absolutely killer. It's, it's something we absolutely need because, again, spacing is a problem for this team. And he's taking half the amount of attempts uh, compared to the previous two seasons, which me- leads me to believe, Trey, that he's getting better, cleaner looks. So I think it's a kind of a byproduct of uh, the Bulls just setting him up for, for success and getting him better looks than he was getting in Portland. What do you think? I think that's it. I think he's also been practicing that corner three because he shoots 43% on corner threes, mm. which is even better. Yeah. Um, he get he averages about a 1.3 points per shot, which is in the 85th percentile. So he, when he's shooting the ball, we're he's we're getting points out of it, which is good for him. Where he's really his impact is the the most felt on offense. When I looked into the advanced stuff is when he slips screens. He's in the 97th percentile on that, which makes sense because like you were mentioning just the eye test, watching him be able to dive to the rim and use his athleticism to attack. He, he's able to do that over and over. And he's also 84th percentile in screen assists. So he's able to, to set screens that are getting guys good looks. All of that, like I gave him a B minus. I, I, I wanted a little bit more 
out of the small ball center role, and I'm hoping we get to see that. But he has been super versatile on defense. He was the 95th percentile on role and position versatility on those. So he will cover anyone. He will do anything you need him to do on defense. It's He's been a great guy. It's just he hasn't been able to be out there enough for me, and I'd like to – I still want more of him at the small ball five. I want to see how that develops, especially if we can get some more guys back. I think I think that's the ideal role for him on this team is a small ball five. I think we, we've both been on that. We're both right there, I believe, because um, – and the reason we haven't seen enough of him or a lot of him is because he's just not a great fit next to DeMar DeRozan. And you want DeMar DeRozan on the floor as much as possible. But if And I'm talking about when he's playing the four uh, or the three or whatever you want to call it, uh, the swing position. With him and Demar on there, the spacing is just not not great. And even though he's shooting 40% from threes and, and been practicing that corner three and he's he's shooting it lights out from there, um, I just think he's got a limited basketball game when it comes on the offensive end. So it's just hard to, to roster him with Demar Derozan on the floor for any extended period of time. So I think that's really the the issue I have with him, uh, which isn't you know again it's not an issue with the player itself. It's just a fit with the team. Uh, I think Demar. I mean I think uh, Derek Jones Jr is a fine player. He's, he's a good player. Um, but it's just a matter of how he fits next to DeMar, uh, especially on the offensive end. That, that really has me kind of questioning that. So, um, But I'm going to take pause here, Trey, and I'm going to go ahead and just tell everyone about our new daily fantasy partner at Sports Ethos, Thrive Fantasy. Prop up with Thrive Fantasy on their mobile app or at thrivefantasy.com. Use code ETHOS, E-T-H-O-S, when you sign up to get a 100% deposit match bonus on your first deposit, up to 100 bucks plus either two or four free game tickets to play. Pick player props on the biggest names playing every night. Score points when your props hit. And the player with the most points wins a share of the nightly prize money. And check out our Sports Ethos DFS team or podcast for advice on winners. Again, that code is ethos over at thrivefantasy.com. I hit the big one, Trey. Uh, not to, a couple of days ago, I, I won 1000 bucks on a $20 bet, uh, which feels good. Feels feels good. Uh, but that's, uh, that's possible, guys, if you're over there on Thrive. And if you sign up for Sports Ethos and our DFS team, Get all the uh, good inside scoops there. Win, win some big money, man. Uh, I withdrew it, and I'm, I'm still waiting for the money to hit my account. But, uh, man, feels good to get that big one. And uh, you can use the link on my uh, Twitter. BSBP Keith is my Twitter handle. I'll go ahead and go to my link there that's in my profile to sign up, guys. So, feels good, man. Uh, okay. So, let's see. Next guy we've got here on our list after Derek Jones Jr. He was at 595 minutes. This guy's played 775 minutes for the Bulls. Uh, nine starts, 28 games. Guess that bull. Troy Brown Jr. Oh, so close. No, it's Alex Caruso. Alex Caruso mm. is our next uh, our next bull here. I'll let you go ahead and talk since I just uh, did the giant ad read. <laughs> Caruso has just been a difference maker, a culture changer in terms of defensive intensity. What he brings on the court. Like, I have advanced numbers, but just when you watch it, you see it. You see the defensive intensity. You see how hard he he fights to get over picks. You see how well he does at poking the ball away. Like, he's in the 98th percentile in getting steals. He's uh, Synergy ranks him as excellent in terms of a defender that gets over picks. Uh, playmaking talent, 91st percentile for his role. He's... He does everything you want from him on the court. He's even able to knock down the corner three at 42%, which for his role, that's not like super elite. But if you can knock down a three-point shot at 42%, that that's a quality look to be able to have. So everything you want from Caruso, he's been able to do. 
I gave him an A because I think the contract's a great value. I think what he's been able to establish and and just help everyone else just raise their games. I, I think that value can't be stated enough. So I gave him an A. Yeah, I, I gave him an A too, Trey. So we're, we're in lockstep there. Um, I've got it marked down three times here, Trey. Leadership, leadership, leadership. It, you know, not even just what he does on the court, but what he does off the court too. You can see him on the sidelines, even though he's been injured, uh, coaching up Kobe White, coaching up Ayo Desumu. Uh, you know, the, the, the leaps that those two young guys have, have taken, I have to give a little bit of credit, I think, to Alex Caruso and also to DeMar DeRozan. Um, maybe DeMar on the offensive end, maybe Caruso on the defensive end. Maybe they're they're do, doing that kind of thing where they coach two sides of the basketball. But, uh, man, just like you said, what this guy's brought in terms of culture, in terms of uh, defensive intensity to the Bulls squad has been just a joy. Uh, and, I, you know, you know me, I'm, I'm a big defensive guy. Uh, I love watching the defensive side of the basketball more. That's why I don't watch the freaking All-Star game. I was watching the Rising Stars game last night, Trey, and I wanted to puke because there's no defense being played until the final, you know, five points or whatever it was. Even but Kobe White, he's not like he's not a plus yeah. defender, so he's not someone that you watch and you're like, oh, I love his defense. But if you watch how hard he fought to yeah. get over screens last year compared to this year, the difference is just night and day. Oh, it is, it is. A point of attack defense has just been so great, and and what that team what the team has done, like you said, this year compared to last year. I have to give some some credit to Alex Cruz, at least a little bit. 1.9 steals per game, like you said, Trey. Uh, steals at a high rate. Um, that would actually put him second in the NBA in steals, tied with Chris Paul and Gary Trent Jr. If he qualified, uh, hasn't played enough uh, minutes or, or or games or whatever the the uh, qualif- qualifier is there, but uh, he would be tied for second if he did. He's having an average shooting season, like you said, but uh, that average shooting season is totally fine. I'll take that all day on offense because what he brings on defense is just so important. Uh, he's been playing power forward to, to, for us, too. I mean, I don't think he ever did that in L.A., I don't think. Um, just been playing out of position just based on what we need and just bringing it every single night. Um, player comps I have for him, Trey. Let me let me uh, run these by you and see what you think. P.J. Tucker, Matisse Thibel, Marcus Smart, and D'Anthony Melton. What do you think there? I think those are good comps. I like I like them. Yeah, and I would take probably Alex Crusoe over any of those guys. What about you? Maybe yeah, maybe they're, they're, maybe you can make a case Marcus Smart over. No, Alex I Crusoe. no. You not, don't think so. <laughs> Marcus Smart two or three years ago maybe, but not Marcus Smart now. I I I think Caruso is just I I love Caruso. Yeah, it's the Caruso for me and. <laughs> Um, that might be me being a homer. If it is, you can let me know. But no, I'm I'm a Caruso guy. Yeah, I think, uh, and I I didn't believe Lakers fans when they said this guy was you know legit, and uh, I really didn't. And after seeing him play basketball, uh, I, I was totally wrong. So I, I am known to be wrong sometimes, Trey. Uh, I I don't know if you knew that, but uh, okay. Next on our list here, 868 minutes, 48 games, six starts. Is that one yeah. Troy Brown? Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. It is. All right. <laughs> it is. It's Troy Brown Jr. Uh, I gave him a C minus, Trey. Uh, here's my player comps. Caleb Martin, Wesley Matthews, Aaron Neesmith, and Juan Toscano Anderson. Uh, just a big a big wing from the bench. Um, he's been a Swiss Army knife for the Bulls. He's been able to play. I mean, he can play anywhere from the point guard to the small forward uh, position. Even He's even played some power forward this year. Um, you know, 36% according to basketball reference, which is his highest mark uh, playing power forward uh, ever, obviously. But uh, it's just been by need because the Bulls have just been down so many bodies. 
Um, but he's played, you know, basically one through four uh, for the Bulls. So I do like that about him. Uh, I like his ability to do that. I think his athleticism's there for him to be able to do that. Um, his rebounding at six foot six inches, that's his height. His rebounding there, um, his length is just, it's its great. Um, but on the downside, the reason I gave him a C minus, Trey, is uh, just, just, I think he makes some bad decisions at some times. Uh, takes some ill-advised shots. 40, 33, 76 shooting splits. Uh, 40% is his lowest mark of his career thus far, uh, shooting from the field. So um, it might be a fit issue. I, I liked him a lot when he played for the Wizards and Bradley Beal wasn't playing and John Wall wasn't playing and the, the Wizards were kind of semi-tanking. I thought he had a pretty good season and he showed uh, some people that he had some some real promise. But uh, just haven't been impressed with him so far. What about you? Yeah, you mentioned the point guard role. That's really whenever I, I dug into him because he just, when you watch him play, he just always leaves you wanting a little more is what I feel like. You, like. you see the talent. I know he's only 22, so he can grow into it, especially if he can get those shooting numbers up. Um, the things I was able to find, so the stat passing versatility, that's just like when you get assist, what are you getting different types of assists? Like Io loves that dump off kind of thing, so he's not going to rate necessarily as high in this, but Troy Brown Jr. was in the 93rd percentile in passing versatility, so he's able to create from lot for lots of different guys on the team from lots of different angles. And he was in the 91st percentile on the creation side, and that's the side where he's getting them wide open looks. So when he is passing to guys, he's getting them excellent looks, and he doesn't turn the ball over a whole lot. He was in the 81st percentile on that, so... His bad decision making, I agree with it, but I think it's mostly when it comes to shooting. He's able to he's able to not turn the ball over at least. So I, I like his potential, but I also gave him a C minus. So we're mm-hmm. we're in step on that one. Okay, I only mean talking more about Troy Brown Jr. Uh, fine player. Uh, didn't realize he's only yeah he's only 22. That's uh, that's pretty young. So maybe he does grow into something more. Just another another bullet in the chamber there for as far as young guys go. Uh, next guy here, 1,017 minutes on the season, 42 games, 31 starts. Name that player. How many starts? Four, uh, 31 starts. And how many games played? Game, out, of, out of 42 games played. Oh, is that one uh, Green? Yep, Javante Green, okay. you got him. Tell me a little right. bit about I, I was going to guess on my list I had Lonzo Ball, but the game started gave it away that it wasn't him. Uh, Javante <laughs> Green. I gave him I gave him an A. He's the same vein as Caruso. He just comes in and he's a game changer. When he he's he takes excellent shots. He scores 1.26 points per shot. That's 96 percentile. And he's an offensive rebounding juggernaut, especially from his position. He's the best offensive rebounder in his role in the entire league. Um, and that's the, this is the second year in a row that he's been that the hundred percentile for his role. So this isn't like a fluke. He's just constantly crashing the boards from his offensive effort, and he's shooting forty one percent from the corner from three. So while he's not like a knockdown shooter, he does at least have a spot where he can go to and stretch the floor a little bit for Demar. Um, really, for me, it's about the defensive effort. It's about just that setting the tone. Uh, he's a great cutter, and the Bulls really need that whenever it's Demar or Zach with the ball because they're not. They're very ISO heavy, and when you're an ISO heavy guy and you force double teams, you have to have guys that are willing to cut to make the teams pay for those doubles, and Javante Green does a great job of that. So I gave him an A. Uh, I don't know where you're at on Javante Green. Uh, no, you you should know, Trey. Come on, come on. You know me. Come on. I've been on this Javante Green train now longer, I think, than anybody. I loved him in Boston. I couldn't believe Boston gave him up. 
um, because I think he was Tatum's boy, if I if I remember correctly. And Tatum was kind of like he is. Yeah, he was like WTF uh, when they traded him. So I can't believe they gave them up, uh, especially when he was one of the, their their stars, uh, you know, boys. But uh, I'm glad, man. I'm, I'm so happy because Javante Green, he's exceeded all my expectations. I gave him an A. Uh, I think it's an easy A uh, for me. Uh, he's just been a season saver, man. Patrick Williams went down, and we were all just kind of wondering, you know, okay, how are the Bulls going to adjust here? And Javante Green stepped into that role and just has just taken off, man. He's just been fantastic in that role. Um, I think we all thought it was going to be Troy Brown Jr. because of his size, but Javante yeah. Green's just been able to come in and play so far above his, his listed height. Like he just plays so much bigger than he is, and it's just been a godsend for this team. Yeah, I think I think Derek Jones Jr. was what, what most people thought because of again the size and just his ability. But again, him playing next to Demar, the spacing's just not there. Javante's been you know particularly well. Uh, from the three-point this season. Um, he doesn't necessarily have the best offensive game, but I just love the way he attacks the, the rim on every single time he catches the ball. This guy plays like bat crap insane. Uh, I'll keep it a little G-rated here. Uh, every time every time he's on the floor, both sides of the basketball. And I love watching him, man. He's, he's a really fun player to watch. Uh, obviously, highest mark of his career uh, this year in minutes per game, points per game, blocks per game, steals per game, free throw percentage, three-point percentage. Highest mark of his career, Trey. But the most impressive thing, is that this is the highest mark in rebounds by twice as much as any other season. Um, this is the second highest in the field goal percentage by a razor-thin margin, so he's almost at his highest rank in, in field goal percentage. Just having a, a freaking outstanding season, man. Um, really impressed. He's not the youngest guy in the world. I think he's 26, if I remember correctly. Um, 28. 28. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's a little, even a little older than I thought he was. So uh, not the youngest guy in the world, but uh, he's peaking and, and hitting his peak right now at the right time and really helping the Bulls. Um, just just fall hard for this opportunity. He's flourishing. And I'm, I just love to see it, man. I, I hope um, when Patrick Williams come back, comes back, Patrick Williams obviously deserves to start uh, over Javante Green just based on his uh, potential and his athleticism and, and what he brings on the offensive end, I think. But I really, really hope that Javante Green can carve out, you know, a 20-minute role or so. Uh, and I think he'll have no problem doing that. I think it'll be fine. He'll be basically the backup four um, and three. He'll, he'll back up tomorrow yeah. a little bit. He'll back up. Uh, he'll back up um, uh, Patrick Williams. So uh, he'll still have a very, a very good uh, uh, role here on the team. But yeah, an A there for Javante Green for me. And while I'm on uh, this topic, which is uh, giving people grades, stop giving your personal information to your ISP. On top of overcharging your ISP, is allowed to legally sell your browsing history to third-party advertisers for a ton of cash. Take your privacy back with ExpressVPN. Head to our special promotional link at expressvpn.com hoopball to get three bonus months on a 12-month subscription. It's super easy. Turning it on just takes one click. And it works great with streaming services like Netflix or sports packages like League Pass 2. Once more, that's expressvpn.com. Slash hoopball, grab those three bonus months right now. Okay, so uh, that guy, so Javante Green had 1,017 minutes played, Trey. This next guy has 1,101 minutes played, 39 games, uh, 15 starts, 39 games, 15 starts. Who do, you, who, do you, who do you got? Is that one Kobe? That is Mr. Kobe White. Uh, what do you think of Kobe? What more could we ask from him at this point? I think he's he had a slow start coming back from the shoulder shoulder injury and then he had covid but now that he's found his role he's just he's really found his own he he scores at a, a great rate his effective field goal percentage is 56% that's 88th percentile for his role he's an you know his points per possession on spot ups is 1.2 that's excellent rating from synergy 91% 
uh, 48% from the corner from three, you know, 96 percentile. He's been great when he's had the ball. And the way he attacks the rim and has his first year, he was great as the sixth man. And then we wanted him to start and be that playmaker. And right. while I think that I think that was not his role, I do think we're seeing the benefits of him getting that playmaking experience now because he's learned – he can leverage his scoring ability and, you know, the threat of him scoring, the gravity he pulls into giving him playmaking opportunities. And I think he's found that ability and he's found that that balance between the two. That's just perfect for his ability at, on the basketball court. Yeah. Um, and like you said, did you, give your, did you give your grade? What was your grade for Kobe? <laughs> oh, I didn't. It was a B plus. B plus. Okay. I almost went A minus, but yeah. While the defensive effort is there, I'm I want to see more of it, and I'd like to see it. Just like I, I just I need to see a little bit more from the defensive end to, to get that bump up to the A. Yeah, I uh, I also gave him a B plus uh, trade for for uh, Kobe Way. I, I I think his defense has been fantastic. I think we mentioned that before. Um, I mean, not the best defensive player in the world, but that effort level is just like sky high compared to last year. I think that's the Caruso bump we can call it. Uh, player comps for for uh, Kobe White though, uh, I've got Duncan Robinson. I've got uh, Karis Levert, I've got Cameron Payne, and I've got Jordan Poole, uh, which is – that's a good company, I think, for him. I think all those guys, you know, um, Duncan Robinson, more of a knockdown shooter than him. Uh, Karis Levert, I think, can maybe create off the dribble a little bit better than Kobe White, but I think that's – Kobe White's a better shooter. Uh, and maybe Kobe White probably takes more efficient shots, I would think, than Karis Levert. Uh, Cameron Payne, I think that's a pretty good uh, – you know, honestly, a pretty good comparison there. The way Cameron Payne – Cameron Payne played last year, not this year. Cameron Payne was just lights out last year. Um, and Jordan Poole, I think that might be maybe my favorite one because uh, I think he really occupies that same space where he's just he's just there to get buckets, man. Jordan Poole's the same thing. And uh, the reason I gave him a B plus though, uh, Trey, is, isn't because of his defense. I gave him a B plus and not an A because he just looked absolutely terrible for, through his first ten games. First ten games back from injury, and he was still getting acclimated. So a little bit of the pass there, but 18.2 minutes per game. Six points per game in, in 18 minutes, Ugh. 1.4 assists per game, 0.9 turnovers per game. So almost a one to one assist to turnover ratio. And then these shooting splits are just putrid. 34, 20, 55 Oof, through 10 games. Uh, again, again, coming back from injury. Uh, but man, it was a it was a rough start there for Kobe. Uh, we were all talking about, man, should we trade this guy? Uh, obviously, you know. I think we're smart in that trade. We were saying this guy's value is as low as it's ever going to be. You're not going to get anything for him if you trade him. So don't trade him. Uh, now you could you could have traded him at the deadline after you started playing well because in those last uh, however many games since the 24-point explosion on December 20th against Houston, he's averaging 31.7 minutes per game, so quite a few more minutes per game. He's averaging 16.8 points per game, 3.3 assists per game, 1.4 turnovers per game, so almost a 3-to-1 turnover uh, assist-to-turnover ratio. And his shooting splits are 48, 44, 88, 44% from three, 88% from the free throw line. That's just fantastic. Um, I need I need my Kobe White man to go get buckets. And my Kobe White is going to get buckets, my friend. 17 points almost per game over those last uh, however many games that's been, man. Uh, that, that's exactly in that. I think I said 16 to 18 points per game is what I need from him. Right in the middle there, he's doing exactly everything I've asked from him. And more, I think he's just doing it efficiently, and he's not really turning over, turning over the ball as much as he did before. And I think you you pointed out a good point there uh, about Kobe White, Trey, in that his role is different this season. This is the perfect role for him. We can't ask him to have the ball security that we have that he he needs to have to be a starting point guard. It's just not in his nature. Um, 
So it's just it's just an end, end result of his role uh, being better this year than than last year because there's less pressure on him to have that ball security, right? Yeah, it's he doesn't have to worry about making sure he's getting the guys into sets. He's running the right things that the coach is holding for. He gets to just go out there and play, and then he can play make off of that, and that's he's, that's key for him. He's the end result of an offensive player. He's offensive play. He's no longer the guy putting it into motion. So it's, it's a different role. It's the right role for him. Uh, but let's move on here to the next guy here as they're running a little bit low on time. 1,212 minutes for this guy, 35 games, all starts. Who do you think that is? Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball. Uh, yeah. What do you what do you got for Lonzo Ball for, in terms of grade and all that? Great. I've got an A minus when he's been out there. He's been great. His size, I think, is going to be huge for this team because he is, I think, 6'6". He's been able to shoot 48% from the corner for three, 42% overall. He's been just an excellent guy, especially from spotting up. He's just been uh, a really good talent. Effective field goal percentage, 56%, 98th percentile for him. And his playmaking talent was 95th percentile, according to B-Ball Index. So when he's been out there, he's been able to do everything we've asked of him and more. I think uh, we wanted him at last year's trade deadline because we thought that he would be able to do exactly what he's done this year. And it's been a bargain. He what he hasn't, you know, been the best free agent signing for the bulls this last year, but that's, that's a pretty <laughs> tough competition. That's a very high bar there. What, what grade did you give him? I'm sorry. I'm, sk- I'm spaced on that. A minus. A minus. Okay. That's, that's fine. I, th- I probably graded him a little bit low here, honestly, now that I'm looking at it, I give him a B minus. Um, here's my player comps for him. Drew Holiday, uh, Kyle Lowry, Clay Thompson, uh, Mike Conley. So the reason I'm comparing to those players is because he has a very clear role in this team, which is something that we're missing right now, which is spacing. And I think the spacing is just so important and we're really missing Lonzo Ball. Um, so I might want to bump this up a little bit. It's like a B plus or something like that, but, uh, but I gave him a B minus. And the reason I gave him that uh, kind of lowered his, his grade here. Uh, I, I just have some criticisms about his, um, finishing at the basket and on easy buckets, 42.3% from three-pointers, but he's actually shooting 42.3% from the floor, which is just absolutely nuts. He's shooting the same percentage from three-pointers as he is from, from the entire floor, uh, which just shows you that, you know, those, those two-pointers, those, those layups that he should be, you know, finishing, just not finishing them at a high rate. So I think he has some room to improve here. Um, I'll give him a B. I'll bump him up to a B. I'm going to go ahead and just do that right now. He's getting a B. Yeah, from a B minus to a B. Um, but yeah, just getting he, the ball. He definitely does struggle with, yeah. at scoring in the offense, you know, in, in the half court whenever he's the one penetrating and driving. That's where he's he's beneficial to have next to Demar and next to Zach because he doesn't need a high usage in the half court. That's why I think Mike Conley might be my favorite comparison because that's Mike Conley's role to a T on that Utah Jazz. I think I would take Lonzo Ball over Mike Conley any day of the week, but that's his role on the Utah Jazz in their half-court offense is just being that floor spacer, and that's what Lonzo Ball ends up doing, uh, which he does a fantastic job of. But yeah, his offense has been better than the advertised from the three-point line. Uh, like I said, 42.3%, which is his best by by a wide margin uh, of his career. Uh, defense is the piece that you know people told me, Oh, he's more. He's an overrated uh, individual defender. It, don't don't buy that. And man, those people were freaking wrong, man. This guy's been incredible on the defensive end, uh, perimeter defense. But him and Caruso on the floor, it's just been fantastic to see them get steals and get down in transition. 1.8 steals per game, which is just behind Caruso's 1.9 steals per game. It's the highest of his career. Uh, those guys, when I watched them both on the floor together, man, it's just it's just poetry in motion as far as the defense goes. Um, so I'm hoping we get him back soon. All right, let's move on to their next fella here. 1,398 minutes, 54 games, 20 starts. Io. 
Ayo Dusunmu, the one and only Ayo. Uh, give me your thoughts on Ayo Dusunmu and your grade here. I gave him an A. He's just yeah. been great. His his passing, most of his passing stats are in the 90, you know, high 90s percentile. His on-ball perimeter D, 94th percentile. He shoots 40% from three. He's great at getting assists. He's he's just been such a huge bright spot for this team. To be able to get him in the second round, the value he provides, I gave him an A. Yeah. Uh, one of my few A-pluses here for Ayo Um, Like you said, man, both sides of the basketball. Um, he climbed his sixth on NBA.com's rookie ladder, which uh, I think is still a little bit undervalued there. But uh, I'll take it, man. You know, he's just out of the top five guys there. And like you said, number 38 in the draft. Uh, as far as value goes, you can't beat that. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about AK and what grade we give him a little bit later. But uh, player comps, Tyrese Maxey, Desmond Bain. And my favorite of the bunch is probably Cameron Johnson. I think uh, they, they occupy a similar space. Cam, pro, Io's probably a better defender than Cam, but Cam gets in, comes in and gets buckets also. Uh, so maybe they're, they're you know, Cam's kind of the offensive version of Io, in my opinion. But Io, I think uh, they're both. The reason I like that comparison also is because they're both. They both came into the league a little bit later. They're both a little bit older as far as rookies go. Uh, and net experience, you can really see it. Uh, we know when they go out there. He just he just plays much smarter than a normal rookie. Um, but yeah, the A plus here I'm giving him just you know reflective more so of my expectations for the number 38 pick. Uh, just continues to amaze me. No young player has been asked to do as much in terms of versatility. I don't think. He's been a distributor for us. He's been a, you know, guarding the other team's best player. So not only is he playing the point guard and distributing the ball, basketball tray, he's also being asked to guard the other team's best player. I wouldn't say on a nightly basis, but pretty much most nights he's asked to, asked to do that. Uh, defense has just been a revelation, man. He's just got the ability to dig for steals. Basketball IQ is off the charts. You can see him out there telling veterans what to do. He's talking to Zach. He's talking to, you know, anything. This car, this kid is just, he's sharp as hell, man. Uh, so I, I just love everything he's brought. Uh, I hope he stays with the team for a long time. So A plus for IO for me. Um, and, and you said A, so, you know, same page basically. All right. Next guy here. 1,624 minutes, 47 games and 47 starts. Is that Zach? That is Zach. Zach Levine. Zach Levine is the guy. Uh, tell me your thoughts on Zach Levine. What grade did you get him, my friend? I gave him an A. I I thought he's been everything we wanted. Um, the more obviously with the rise he's had, I think Zach's willingness to take a back seat has been admirable because when when Zach's been a hundred percent, more often than not, I. I think most games, while DeMar has dominated, Zach seemed like the over, you know, the overall best player for the Bulls. And when you look at the advanced stuff, 48% on catch-and-shoot threes, 95th percentile. His finishing talent, 94th percentile. His perimeter shooting talent, 97th percentile. His three-point openness rating is an F. He he takes some of the toughest three-point shots in yeah. the league, and he's still able to knock those down. And his playmaking grade was even the 84th percentile. So he's been able to contribute on all levels for the Bulls this year. I gave him an A. That might be a little bit high given the expectations we have for him as a max guy. But <laughs> just in terms of being willing to to not be Jeremy Grant in Detroit and say, yeah. I want to be the guy. I want all of this. And to be able to take that backseat and to to be such a good leader for this team. I think I think that's been really important. And he is the talent that brought that's kind of united all of these guys together in Chicago. Zach was the first one here, then Vooch, but these guys came because Zach is that talented. And I think he's shown that on the court whenever he's been out there. 
Uh, yeah, I'm laughing a little bit, Trey, because you're probably going to blast me for this one. I gave him a C plus, C C plus. Uh, you know, and and I think all the things you say are valid. I think it's a great thing. Uh, first, first, quickly here, player comps: uh, Devin Booker, Chris Middleton, Jalen Brown, Donovan Mitchell. A uh, company you want to be in, obviously. I think I take Zach over uh, a lot of those guys. Uh, but I gave him a C plus because, um, look, I saw a little, I've seen a little bit of regression from last year for Zach. And I think part of that's probably because he's getting used to playing next to DeMar, getting used to playing next to Vooch still, uh, still getting used to his role. I think he does fantastic in the role that he's supposed to be. I think he's, like you said, according to my expectations, max level player, basically, uh, this is what I expect. He's done a little bit better than I've expected. Um, but I expect a lot from him. And he's given me a lot. But, uh, yeah, probably going to be a, a blaster for this one all over Twitter. That's fine. Uh, just haven't been overly impressed with thing, with Zach. I think, you know, the things I saw him excel in last season, which were decision-making with the basketball and ball security down the stretch, are just two things that have regressed. And I, I think it's two things that maybe concern me a little bit. Not a lot. I think it's totally fine because you still have DeMar, you still have Vooch there uh, to do this stuff. But it's a little bit worrying for me, Trey. Uh, field goal percentage and three-point percentage regressed a little bit from last season. Uh, he's, get, this, he's getting better looks, and he's still not shooting it as well as last season. Last season might have been a just a, an outlier though um because he had a particularly good season so i'm not overly concerned with that but it is something that i am counting against him here giving his grades and the biggest thing for me trey biggest thing is the defensive lapses um they've just been plentiful man bad at times uh he seems to always be the one angry after a blown assignment just chattering at somebody another teammate and it seems to always be he's the one constant in this situation he's always the one talking to somebody else about a blown assignment if you're the one constant in that situation, you're probably the one blowing the assignments. I'm sorry to tell you. Um, and, and there's, I, there's a saying, if you ran into an asshole in the morning, you ran into an asshole. But if you ran into an asshole in the morning and in the afternoon and at night, you're the one that's the asshole. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's it, man. Uh, you know, it's if it's a duck, call it a duck. Anyways, uh, all that said, you know, like you said, he's done well to adjust to his role. He's given a backseat to Demar. I think that's a huge thing. Um, you know, giving Demar all this love for all his accomplishments and just you know willing to play kind of a second fiddle almost. They're they're pretty much even, but he's he's basically second fiddle. Um, but and he's been the run stopper too in the third quarter. He's had big third quarters. He's 14th in the NBA in third quarter scoring. Uh, he's he's fallen to 16th in the NBA in fourth quarter scoring. I know he was a top five guy uh, not that long ago. So second halves he's really come out uh, and been that run stopper and that guy. When we need a bucket, I think you go to Zach Levine. So not saying he's doing a, having a bad season. It's just a little bit less than my expectations I would think. But I'm still giving him a C plus. So I think I think I'm being fair. Um, but anyways, we got a couple more guys here. Trey, we got to move on here. Uh, next guy here, 1,763 minutes played, 52 games, 52 starts. Vooch. Vooch. Big Vooch. Tell me your thoughts on Big Vooch. I gave him a B plus. I I almost went A minus even. Uh, when I looked into the stats, he's ranked his help his help at the rim protection rating is the 99th percentile. He's one of the be- like he's one of the absolute best in the league at protecting at the rim. And he contests a lot of sh- he contests a lot of shots at the rim. He's in the 96th percentile in that. So like he's he's constantly challenging shots. If the, if he's on the court and the other team takes a shot at the rim, he's challenging it 45% of the time. So he's he's there almost half the time. He's the 94th percentile in screen assists. He's been able to knock down the three-point shot a little bit better. But really, it's been his post play and his confidence down there that I think has really changed for him. So I gave him a B plus. I think he's really came on these last you know couple weeks, and he's exactly what this team needs. So I know a lot of guys have been out, but 
Vooch has been Vooch and Demar have been the two anchors that have kind of held this team down and that have allowed them to have the record they have going into this break. Yeah, um, I think you're right there. And again, this is just me. Uh, and we might have rated them a little differently. This is just me versus expectations. I gave him a C plus, uh, just like Zach Levine. I think he's having a good season, and this is kind of what we expected. And he's done a little bit better than what we expected because, uh, again, like you said, that defense is it's been better than advertised, better than promised. Um, you know, he anchored a top five defense in Orlando for years, so we we kind of knew that. Uh, he had that in him, and despite the you know very glaring defensive uh, inefficiencies when he's put, put in the pick and roll at the end of games, uh, outside of that he's been fantastic. So I have no problem with him on the defensive side. I think you you live with that problem um, in the pick and roll because that, on offense he's supposed to be this juggernaut, and he has been over the last 20 games. He's uh, 54, 29, 83 shooting splits. Obviously you want to see those three four percent come up a little bit, but um, but that's okay. 21.8 points per game, 12.5 rebounds per game. That's just incredible. Uh, the first 32 games though, Trey, and this is why I gave him a C plus as opposed to a B or anything like that. First 32 games is a pretty large sample size. 43. Uh, 34, 70 shooting splits, 70% from the line and 43% from the floor. Not excited about that at all. 15.9 points per game, 11.2 rebounds per game. So his numbers were just all down. Um, just wasn't, you know, missing bunnies. We saw it. He looked like he was in his own head. Uh, we were having questions about, you know, if he'd lost some of his lift. Obviously, the last 20 games or so, he's turned on the Jets. He's looked like the player we all, you know, we all thought he could be. Uh, I'm, he's just been fantastic. So it's been a tale of two seasons, really, with uh, with with uh, Nikola Vucevic. And I hope he keeps increasing this good sample size because, man, I'm loving it. I'm loving what I'm seeing out of Vooch recently. So I will give him a C plus because even though he was struggling for that time, he was still contributing in other ways. We talked about it a lot. Um, you know, just, just to, you're going to if you if Nikola Vucevic goes down on this team, it's going to be worse than Zach Levine going down or DeMar DeRozan even going down. It's going to be worse. And I'll, I'll mark my words on that because he fills such a necessary space. Uh, on the floor, but this is his lowest three-point percentage of his last six years, Trey, and it's also his worst effective field goal percentage of the last six years so far. Uh, if he keeps up that good sample size, he can probably fix that. But right now, I'm giving him a C plus, and he's probably going to rise by the end of the year, I would think. Uh, which brings us to our last guy, and I don't need to give you a guess because he's, there's only one guy left. Mr. Demar Derozan has played a total. The MVP of, candidate. The MVP candidate, Demar Derozan, has played a total of 1,960 minutes. 55 games and 55 starts for this Bulls team. Uh, and look, we're going to do a whole show on DeMar DeRozan tomorrow night, so tune in for that one. Uh, we're just going to talk about this guy and give him all the love in the world. Player comps are Giannis Antetokounmpo, Chris Paul, Ke- uh, Steph Curry, Luka Doncic. He's right in there, man, and he's uh, better than most of those guys, if not all those guys. Uh, A-plus, I gave him. It just I, I, Incredible season. 13th season in the NBA and just having his best season. Leadership off the floor, on the floor, uh, you can just see it, the, the way guys are improving around him. First player in NBA history to score 35 points while shooting better than 50% from the field in seven consecutive games. First player in history, for the entire NBA. Uh, the last guy to do it six times in a row was Will Chamberlain, 1963. It's been, what, six, how many years is that? 60 years since, uh, no, 70 years. 70 years. All right. A lot. A lot of years. Since somebody got that close, 28.1 points per game is his career high. 51.7% is his second highest in his career. 34.3% from the three. This is his real, like the real surprise here. That's definitely by far his his career high. Uh, 86.6% from the free throw line is the second best mark from this uh, from, of his career. 
Seventh in the latest MVP rankings from ESPN. Uh, don't necessarily agree with it. I think he's at least a top five candidate. Um, I think many people would agree with that. I know uh, Stephen A. was on recently. Stephen A. on, on ESPN was talking about how he thinks he's a front runner for for uh, MVP. I don't think he's going to win MVP, but I think he should definitely be in the top five. Uh, and the most durable player for the Bulls, too, Trey. I mean, he's the number one in, in minutes played, 55 out of 59 games played this season. Just Mr. Consistency brings it every single night. Uh, we're going to talk about him at length in our next episode. So uh, go ahead. Tell me your thoughts on, Trey, on uh, DeMar DeRozan real quick and, and your grade for him. The only A-plus I gave out. He's just yeah. been exceptional. Everyone talks about the mid-range, but his finishing talent, 87th percentile. Playmaking talent, 91st percentile. Like he, He's great in everything we've asked him to do. I think the big three for the MVP, I think it's clearly Embiid, Jokic, and Giannis. I think those are the big three. But right after that, I think that's where you have to put DeMar DeRozan right square front at the, in the conversation. So for me, we're going to talk about it tomorrow. We're running long. DeMar DeRozan, MVP candidate, could not ask for a better leader. Uh, everyone gave us a bunch of crap about the contract in free agency. <laughs> and even when, even when he becomes a dis, you know, even if he tails off talent wise, the leadership he's shown, the skills he has, if he has to be the third or fourth guy on offense down the line, or even come off the bench and just be like a, a six man scorer with that mid range, you know, lethal shooting that he has a plus all around. Can't wait to have him for the rest, hopefully for the rest of his career. I, I want him around for this team to grow and for him to just kind of nurture all of these young guys. Yeah, absolutely. Um, can't say good, enough good things about tomorrow, but we'll talk about it more tomorrow. Okay, let's move on. We got two more people here, uh, Trey. We got uh, a couple guys to cover. I want to talk about Coach Billy Donovan, and we can talk about this at length in a future episode too. Um, I gave Billy Donovan a B minus. Uh, I know I'm. A, I, I, I want to say if I'm going to guess, Trey, you have him a little bit higher than that, but I got a B minus here. I think he's done well to adjust with all these missing bodies this season. I mean, the Bulls have just been easily a top 10 team in terms of, uh, you know, games missed due to injuries. And he's just done so well to navigate that. Uh, and, and the rotations have just been spot on. Everyone you think should be playing has been playing. We're not like the Knicks where it's like, hey, play Kevin Reddish. Why aren't we playing Kevin Reddish? Why aren't we playing Miles McBride? You know, when people uh, need minutes, he's been giving it to them. Uh, and he hasn't been really any, you know, he hasn't been a, a stickler about that kind of thing. He's shown an ability to scheme successful defensive strategies with, you know, a few below average pieces. I think when we've been at full strength, because uh, we were top five defense to start the season, can't can't let that go. I think that's the potential of this team on, def- on the defensive side. Even though Demar Derozan technically a minus defender supposedly, uh, you know, individually. Uh, and then you know I'm going to give him some points here too for just you know handling the press so well. Uh, there's no negativity. Doesn't seem like it's any bad blood. Obviously winning cures a lot of that. But even last season when we didn't win a whole lot of games i think he did a really great job with that his after timeouts uh atos are, are really nice usually uh, always gets a nice look for somebody and it's usually somebody who's struggling or needs a shot uh you know i'll, I'll point out vooch i'll point out uh, uh kobe white he'll get those guys shots in, in an ato which i absolutely love um i think as far in terms of negatives you know and i've talked about this before struggles in game to, to adjust i think he, you know I'll point to the Mavericks when they were putting you know, Vooch in the, in the pick and roll constantly and getting uh, Kleva all those you know open shots. There was no adjustments there. Spurs did it too. Um, just some, yeah, I'd like to see a little bit more out of him in terms of in-game adjustments. And at, at times, I feel like Trey, we we rely on our offensive side and in, in the half court a little bit too much on Hero Ball, which is Demar Derozan. It's worked so far because Demar's been so incredible, but that does worry me a little bit. And I think you know when we were talking about Zach Levine having a bit of efficiency problems compared to previous seasons, 
I think that's probably where it comes from. Is just, you know, we do a little bit too much hero ball on the offensive side. There's not a lot of motion, uh, in my opinion. So uh, a few knocks on him, but overall, I think pretty good. What do you got? I had a B, so not much higher than you. I, I think given all of the absences from the team, he's done an admirable job at being able to come in and make the team work and be able to get the wins because it's about getting W's and he's been able to, to push the right buttons to get W's. You're right. He does leave a little lacking in some places, but for me, I think he's pushed the right buttons. And like you said, when he had the full squad, the potential was shown. So I gave him a B and it's kind of a, a to be continued. Yeah. We'll see how it ends up at the end of the season. I think he's got to be one of the leading candidates for coach of the year, which we can talk about in a future episode also. All right. Last one here, Trey, and we'll be done. We've got Arturis Kornosovas. I hope I said that correctly. Uh, AK, uh, our big exec of, of uh, you know, maybe even exec of the year here. I gave him an A+. Plus. A+, plus for Mr. AK. I never in my wildest dreams would have guessed the Bulls would have come this far in such a short time. Uh, last season, 31-41 and 41 record. That's a 43% win percentage. The season before that, it was 22-43. and 43. That's a 34% you know, uh, win percentage. This season, 38-21. and 21, 64% win percentage. Just incredible. Just turned over the the base the whole roster basically. Uh, you know, there's only a few people that were here uh, last season. The pieces absolutely fit. AK was one of the first people to see that. Obviously, people were questioning, "Hey, Demar Derozan, does he really fit next to Vooch and, and Zach Levine?" AK saw that, had the presence of mind to go do that, and uh, he's been right. He's been he's hit it out of the park, man. And not only that, but the contracts he's signed these people, these guys to. Uh, DeMar DeRozan, you can maybe question in a few years. I think that might be a little, t- a bit of a rough one. But the way that these, uh, you know, contracts are synced up, you know, you've got Vooch coming off the books at, at the end of next year, um, things like that. I think it's been absolutely just knocked out of the park as far as that goes. The Bulls have flexibility when it comes for that. I think the Bulls are set up for success now and in the future. And a big thing that gives me an A plus here for Mr. AK is drafting Ayo Desumo at 38. I mean. Might have been a no-brainer, but that's he hit that out of the park too. Man. If it was he's, a no-brainer, he wouldn't have lasted until 38. Exactly, it's a no-brainer he's, now. It wasn't a no-brainer yes. at the time. There were so many play, people who wanted them to draft Sharif Cooper because they we thought we needed another point guard. Yeah, and so it wasn't a no-brainer, and I, I gave him an A plus also. The fact that he was able to get Tristan Thompson and not have to give up any assets because this team has played so well together when they're healthy, and not only have they played well together, they're they're the chemistry is just so high right now. You don't want to break that up for, you know, a, an average bump, for a little bump in productivity at, at a position because you don't want to risk that chemistry getting messed up. So A-plus for me on AK also. Just um, you can't you can't say enough about how good he's been, and I think he should be the executive of the year. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think it's uh, it should be just – yeah, give him the trophy already. All right, anyways, uh, A-plus for the Bulls so far this season. Obviously, tied for first. Man, I'm excited. Uh, everyone enjoy that All-Star game tomorrow night. Uh, should be a lot of fun. Qu- quickly, before we sign off, we want to also remind you all to use coupon code HOOPBALL20 at manscaped.com for 20% off your order and free shipping. And also check out our pals at mybookie.ag. Use code HOOPBALL on the third page of sign-up to unlock deposit matches bo- bonuses there as well. But until next time, guys, I am Keith Cork. You can find me on Twitter at, at BSBPKeith. And Trey, where can people find you? On Twitter at Final Final. And follow the show at Eat Those Bulls, guys. Until next time, go Bulls, go tomorrow.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.